Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. The will of God should be your utmost desire. You should be an individual that when you pray, one of the primary things that you're praying for is the revelation of God's will, that you might know it, that you might carry it out, that he might be one who provides all that you need in order to do what he has called and set before you to do. Now, we are studying in the book of Leviticus, Sefer Vayikra, and in the Hebrew name Vayikra, there's a call, and that call involves holiness, it involves his will, and it involves a call to be reconciled to him. And this is where everything that is good begins, reconciliation. And so let me share with you as we've looked at the first two verses or the first two chapters, we have dealt with offerings, offerings for a few different purposes. And today, as we're now ready for chapter three, we're going to deal with a specific offering, a sacrifice that's known as a sacrifice of peace now it's interesting because the word that we're going to encounter is that word shalom it's going to be in a different form and it's going to be in the plural so what this this peace offering is speaking of are those things that that bring about god's will The purpose here is to make an offering, a thanksgiving offering, one that recognizes the glory of God, the goodness of God, God's activity in our life. We thank him for his goodness. We acknowledge who he is. And this is a a token of saying, God, we want your goodness in our life, in our situations in our circumstances and so this sacrifice is one inviting it's a a testimony that we are committed to the will of god so let me ask you can you say that honestly to god right now god no matter what it is your will i'm going to do i am going to be committed to it i am going to be faithful to it I am going to use the resources that you have given to me in order to participate with your plans and purposes. And here again, this is the wisest thing that you and I can do. So look with me to this book of Leviticus, chapter 3. Let's begin with verse 1. It says, and if, and it shows a, a possibility. We've talked about certain sacrifices, 
the grain sacrifice for example that we talked about last week but here it says if the sacrifice and the word sacrifice is this word zevak it comes from the word to simply make a sacrifice it's not a verb here it is a noun so if the sacrifice and then the next word shalamim shalamim speaks of that which is whole that is in its entirety that which is complete and it's in the plural now we don't have the word whole or complete in the plural in english but in hebrew we do and it speaks about abundance it speaks about something and the hebrew word that comes into my mind is the word shefa which is just that abundance something that that goes on something that doesn't wear out something that overcomes and this which is overcoming is god's presence his provision in order that his will is accomplished so this is not a sacrifice of obligation it is not a sacrifice that is made because of a certain need it is a sacrifice that is made because of a desire and that desire is that one wants the fullness of god's will his presence his purpose in their life and this one is committed to it and as a way of conveying to god this commitment he makes this sacrifice look again at verse one if the sacrifice is a peace sacrifice this is his offering if it's from the cattle this is word bakar if it's from the cattle it says here he offers up and what does he offer up well either a male or a female now if we go back to chapter one and looking at the sacrifices there we see something it was only a male that's what we find in verse 3 that's what we find in verse 10 for that type of sacrifice only a male could be offered it was only the sacrifice that was appropriate but here we see that look again at the middle of verse 1 if a male or if a female both are acceptable and then the next word tamim is one that is blameless one that is without spot one that is appropriate so both a male and a female are appropriate but it cannot have any blemish any spot any any flaw whatsoever and then it says he will offer it before the lord now that is an interesting statement he will offer it before the lord and this tells us this word offering has to do with coming near i mentioned this earlier in our study the book of leviticus it is a word that's related to worship the purpose of worship drawing near to god so he will draw near before the lord and what does he do look now to to verse two now he's going to place what it says is his hand he will lay or set upon the head but what's unique here is that it's not like yom kippur that is the day of atonement 
when that one confesses confesses sin asking for forgiveness like a sin sacrifice as well but rather here they simply this one sets his hands upon the head of what is being offered up and what he is doing he is saying my authority is coming to you meaning this i am going to utilize all that i have in regard to your will it is the laying on of a hand showing a transfer and submissiveness i am transferring i am making submissive to you god whatever i have in regard to your will meaning i'm going to use it for your will and again the question that we have to go back to does this describe me now we may be in the spiritual condition where we're we're not mature enough to really make that statement we're still immature thinking about god you're there for me to help me with my problems to solve these things that are are frustrating and maybe uh, harmful and hurtful to me these things i don't like and the focus is still upon me 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 that's not worship that is idolatry idolatry is always focused upon the one who purchased the idol the one that is praying to the idol he is what's important but this is not biblical worship biblical worship says god i want to be and we'll use a hasidic term i want to be canceled out it's no longer about me it's not my purpose my will my wants my my dreams all of that ought to be nailed to the cross it is not for you wisdom is when we exchange our will and we receive the will of god that is spiritual wisdom that is spiritual maturity and this is the attitude of one that makes this type of of sacrifice this type of offering a peace sacrifice so look again he says his hand he will set upon the head of his offering and then middle of verse 2 and he will slaughter now it's not the word kill and so many times we find especially in the new testament there's a different word it's so frequently called kill and yes he brings death to that animal but it's not killing it is slaughtering it has a different purpose it's done in a different way meaning there's a very specific manner for that animal to die so he slaughters it again at the entrance to the tent of the meaning meeting the tent of meeting and then it says and the sons of Aaron, who are they? The Kohanim, the priests. But let's learn that word Kohanim or Kohen in the singular. The priests, the sons of Aaron, they will cast. That word literally means to throw the blood upon the altar all about. Meaning that blood is going to go 
upon all the altar why is that some will say that this shows that this peace offering has that that degree of entirety wholeness completion that which is complete that's what we're doing we want to say we're completely committed to the will of god his objectives so again this is how a spiritually mature person approaches god for the purpose of worship look now to to verse 3 and he approaches or offers up the the sacrifice from that sacrifice that peace sacrifice and from it he makes a ishe ladonai which is a fire fire offering and with thee and then we have another very important word the word here is the hebrew word chelev now chelev is some will say fat the fatty portion some will say that it's the choice portion the very best portion that which god sees as having an extra significance that which is reserved for for this purpose and therefore it says look carefully verse 3 and the choice part or the fat that covers up the the entrails that is that inner part those inner organs of the animal and all the fat which is upon these inner part these inner organs so all of that that is offered up that is part of what must be given and then it says look at verse 4 and the two kidneys the word clayot and the two kidneys and the fat that choice part which is upon them so you have the kidneys but there's something which is upon them these these this fat which is also at the flank and this is a specific uh, part a, a it's a word of direction something that they understand upon the flanks and also we have the word you tear it is the uh, appendage it comes from something that is additional so we're talking about the kidneys and the fat and that additional some will say it's like a lobe you have your ear and then the ear lobe it's you have your kidneys and there's another uh, uh, appendage that is part of it and it says that this appendage is tied to relates to the liver which is upon the kidneys so this here that's uh close by they are all interrelated it says remove it so this has to be removed this uh appendage that's tied to the liver or attached to it which is also uh there by the kidneys it must be removed what do you do now look at verse five vehiktiru and this means you you burn it up it's the same word for making an incense offering so you burn it up you place fire upon it but who does that b'nai aharon the priests must do this they do it upon the altar and they they have it to go up so they cause it to go up these this this fire incense 
offering that is um, being made which is upon the wood so there's wood here upon the the uh, uh, altar which is upon fire so the wood has been made to to be lit to be ignited with fire and all of this comes out to be and we have that same familiar phrase which is a fire offering ishe a sweet fragrance unto the lord so when we do it his way when we follow his instructions it is a sweet fragrance unto him so what is this saying in a very simple way it's saying do it his way follow his instructions if you want to be pleasing to him so again this comes to that foundational question do i really want to be pleasing to god see all too often spiritual immaturity is god please me that's not where we should be we should grow past that we want now to be people that are pleasing to god and to do that which is right in his eyes which is in accordance with his instructions now let's look at verse six but if from the flock so now we're we're dealing with the flock and it says if his offering is from the flock this sacrifice of the peace offering unto the lord and again just like we saw from the cattle it can be male or female likewise here zahar or nikeva male or female but again it must be without spot without flaw it has to be that word tamim it has to be in the right uh, uh, condition no flaws let him offer it up verse 7 if it's a kevis we see here now this is the word kesev which is the the turning and also uh, a different lever but it speaks of the same word whether it's kevis or as it says here kesev it is a lamb so if the lamb is what he is offering as his offering we read let him offer it before the lord so let him bring it unto the lord verse 8 same thing and his hand he will set and this is to lean it to lay his hand to lay hands upon as it says here the head of his offering and once again he slaughters it before the tent of meeting and the sons of Aaron they throw its blood upon the altar and the emphasis saviv all around and again this is to show what i've mentioned this completeness wholeness that which is in its entirety they take the blood and they make sure it covers all the altar why because it's symbolic it's a teaching in order to show us that we need to be fully given life and blood are inherently related and therefore this blood symbolizes life that all of our life needs to be placed upon the altar in its entirety completely in a whole way holding nothing back that is what faith truly is we accept that gospel we believe but 
through regeneration and through sanctification that salvation changes us it's a free gift but it works in our life to change us and bring about submissiveness and obedience to the purposes of god that is our faith look now to to verse 9 and he will offer from the the peace offering a fire offering unto the lord of its and then it tells us of its choice choice portion and also the tail so that that special tail of the animal is also offered up and it has to be done again all of these things has to be done in a proper way we have this word to be me that this tail needs to be without fault it's specially offered up so in this case that animal its tail also needs to qualify for it to be offered up and we do this it says before the uh, fire in light of the fire and it says let it be removed so we're we're removing these things and that is that choice part that covers up the entrails that that inner organs and also the choice part upon the inner organs so all of this must be removed from the things that i've mentioned in order that this with this animal this this lamb that it's offered up in an appropriate way verse verse 10 just like we saw earlier and the two kidneys with the fat that choice part which is upon it which is also at the flanks so some will say the sides make sure it's totally removed this this fat and also the appendage of the liver which is upon the kidneys let this also be removed it shall be removed and then the priests so we see it goes back and forth between b'nai aharon the sons of aaron the kohanim the priests and here it says the priests he will burn this this uh offering he will burn it like he does the incense upon the altar and he'll do so with bread and it's a fire offering unto the lord so again some specific instructions now we learned something last week and that is when it says lechem bread what did we learn it's unleavened bread everything that was done first in the tabernacle and then when the temple came into being all of that was done in the state of unleavenedness no no yeast they used an unleavened bread but they simply say here bread matzah unleavened bread has the status of bread it is an unleavened bread but it still is bread that's why those who are contentious in regard to messiah when it says he took the bread well (laughs) he took unleavened bread during passover it wasn't a normal bread for those who are are questioning this everything that was done in the tabernacle and temple was unleavened and certainly what messiah took during passover was unleavened as well 
Now let's go to verse verse 12. Now we said the flock, correct? Go back if you would to to verse 6. It says, Ve'im min hatzon. Son is the Hebrew word for flock. And it says a lamb could be taken from the flock. But, but a flock consisted of both sheep and goats. And that's why we see, now look again at verse 12 where we left off. But if a goat is his offering, and he will offer it before the Lord. And the same thing. He, he laid his hand upon its head, and he slaughters it before the tent of meeting. Now, I want to just talk a little bit about Ohel Moed. Ohel is tent, and the word meeting, Moed, is the same word for the appointed time. And why was the tabernacle so frequently called Ohel Moed? Because that word Moed within it is a word for destination. And what is being taught to us? Worship. Not any type of worship, but God-commanded worship according to His instructions. That type of worship will bring about a change in us and also it will move us through worship. We will find our lives being positioned at that proper destination where God wants us to be. So let me just say something, and I say this as much as to me, to myself, as I do to you. And that is, it may very well be the case that I'm not and you're not where God wants you to be. That you're not in that destination for the season, for the moment. You're not where God wants you to be. And worship is given to us. It is an act that has benefits. We praise God, we thank God, we worship God, we confess to God, all of this. But worship brings about a change. It changes us and it can change our circumstances and it can change our location. Through worship, we are moved. And that's why it says, go back to the text where it says, and he shall slaughter it, reading from verse 13, before the tent of meeting. And once again, the sons of Aaron, that is the priests, B'nai Aharon, they will cast its blood upon the altar all around. And again, what it says here, Ha-Mizbech, the altar. And then the word Saviv, all around it. Verse 14. And he will bring near from it, meaning from his offering, a fire offering and this consists of as we've been told this chief portion the fat that covers the entrails that is the inner organs and also the fat which is upon the inner organs and also look at verse 15 the two kidneys and the fat which is upon them and also these flanks, these sides, which are part, they must also be cleaned of any fat, this choice part, and also the appendage, 
this lobe, this additional piece that's upon the liver. And the liver is connected to the kidneys. And this must be removed. These choice parts in these positions, organs must be cleaned and dealt with properly. And it's only after this has been removed that what's done? Look at verse 16. And he will burn, who will burn? The priests. Ha-kohen. The priests will burn, and it says, towards the altar, upon the altar. And again, just like with the lamb, also with the goat, bread, again, unleavened bread. This is a fire offering, a pleasing fragrance. And it says, a pleasing fragrance. All of the fat, all of those choice things unto the Lord. Now, the terminology is just a little bit different. And what's being emphasized here? Well, it's additional revelation that emphasizes. Look again at verse 16. A fire offering for a a sweet fragrance. And then it says, all the choice parts unto the lord verse 17. now in my estimation verse 17 is is the key verse in this passage also we're going to learn some things in regard to the right way of understanding a phrase in the bible now let's just look at verse 17 and then we'll conclude where it says chukat olam that means an eternal statute this word uh, can be a law so it's an eternal law now here's the problem people read that and say this is done if it's eternal forever and ever but we're not doing it now and we won't be doing it in the new jerusalem why well what this is teaching us is a kingdom principle the word Olam, remember what I said, chukat olam, an eternal statute, but it can also, and I would argue, better be understood as a kingdom statute, a law that relates to kingdom truth. And what is that? That we who belong to the kingdom, we, as Paul says in Romans chapter 12, we want to be a well-pleasing offering a living sacrifice unto the lord so we look at these things that were done but right now at our time there is no temple of course there's no tabernacle there's no altar therefore these things are applied to us why because paul tells us that we are the temple of the holy spirit therefore it changes us we need to be that one that is a sweet fragrance unto the lord and that we need to learn the principle that's being said here and that is what god instructed has to be done it all has to be offered up the very best the choice portion unto him and then it says look again at verse 17 that this is a kingdom statute the word olam can mean uh, all of time, can mean the entire world, all of the world, all of creation. 
but it can also mean that which is eternal specifically the kingdom and that's why one of the ways that we speak about the kingdom is haulam haba the the world that's coming the eternity that is going to be brought about it is a unique condition a unique state and that's what it's talking about here these things prepare us for a kingdom existence and that kingdom existence i'm not talking about it in the future i'm talking about living according to that kingdom living and existing as though we're in it now that is what the mature believer is called to do look again at verse 17 chukat olam an eternal statue throughout your generations and all your dwelling places all your places of habitation and what did we learn well be very careful because we do this everywhere but we can't do it anywhere right now there's no possibility and that's why we see that worship today one of the most mature aspects of worship is what we learn here that we give all of ourselves we make a complete a whole in its entirety we give it all to god based upon his instructions doing it his way in order that and hear this carefully in order that we by action behavior by us being a well-pleasing sacrifice unto the lord that we are a pleasing fragrance unto him and then it says let's finish up the last few words every choice portion and all the blood do not eat it is not for us and let me conclude by saying this the basic course that that one studies in order to receive smicha that is ordination as a rabbi is this one that is called asurim u mutarim that which is forbidden and that which is permissible and and the rav that is the rabbi is supposed to know that which is permissible what to do that which is forbidden now it's easy to just forbid almost anything but that's not what we're called to do there's many things that we're called to do we don't need to have them being forbidden that's not truth that's not god's will so this course is all about discerning what we should do and what we should not do and i want to conclude with that thought why one of the things that i pray one of the things that i believe you should pray is that we know what to do and not to do based upon god's instructions god's will we our heart if we have been regenerated that is if we are a new creation in messiah then we have a new nature and that nature is to agree with god what god wants i want that's spiritual maturity do we struggle with it yes we do i'm thinking right now about the parable of the two sons and i'm not talking about the prodigal son but the two sons where the father says to to both go out into the the 
vineyard and work. One says no, but he repents of that and he goes. That manifests that that new character. In the flesh, according to my want, I may not desire that. That's immaturity. But because I'm a new creation, because the Holy Spirit works within me, the Spirit is going to bring about a change whereby I agree with God and do what His commandments are. That's my nature. Not in the oldness of the letter, but in the renewal of the Spirit, fulfilling the purpose of a individual commandments, and for that matter, all the commandments. But the one who is not a new creation that has not been born again, what does he say? He says, yes, I'll do it. But then his flesh takes over and he doesn't do it. What it's saying is this, that when one is truly a son, that is, when one is brought into the family of God, and it could be a son or a daughter, when one is brought into the family of God, they think differently and they behave differently. Do we always do that perfectly? No, we do not. But we're called to do it perfectly. And when we fail, when we listen to that, that evil inclination that we all have, that carnal nature, it's disappointing. It's disappointing for us because God doesn't need our obedience. We need to obey God. That's probably one of the most important truths that you and I need to learn. And that is what God commands doesn't help him. It's not for him. God is perfect. God never, never lacks. God doesn't have a bad day or a good day. God's not happy and unhappy. God is always perfect. Now, the word of God shows his anger. Why? For us, it's part of revelation. But spiritual maturity is this. I know it's best for me to agree with God to obey him and have that submissive spirit before him that is when your life is going to be changed and you're going to begin to experience that anointing of the holy spirit and the power of the holy spirit his perspective his provision that is going to bring about a godly change let me say it a different way a righteous change in your life that is the benefit of worship So let me conclude by this. Is this your heart's desire? If not, you need to have a new heart and God can do this, that. Give you a new character, a new heart where you begin to think as the word of God instructs. Well, until next week, shalom from Israel. Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel.